Welcome, welcome to the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric, and you have found the podcast Fika with Arctic Eric. Yep, Fika, that freedom that you and I as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, that freedom we have to know him more deeply, more personally, more richly, moment by moment and day by day. Experience him in scripture. To hear his voice, that freedom to follow him and that freedom to share him with others. I'm really looking forward to these coming chats here at the kitchen table. It's a subject that uh, is very near and dear to my heart, and that is 50 things the Holy Spirit does. 50 things that that wonderful Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, also referred to as the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, and the Spirit of Grace, the one self-same Holy Spirit, 50 things that He does. And why is that important for us in our walk with the Lord? Well, as we know what He desires to do, we can, for the first part, yield to Him, submit our will to His will, to what He has revealed in Scripture, that he desires to do, has done, or will do. And on the other side, we don't find ourselves trying to do those things that the Holy Spirit has been assigned to do. It allows us to walk in a freedom from trying to, quote, make it happen when it's something that someone else is going to do, and that someone else is the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that moment you believed in your heart that God raised Christ Jesus from the dead. At that moment, you became right with God. You became born again. The Spirit of God dwells in you because of that. You have become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the first fruit of that conversion, of that experience, is that you can freely confess that Jesus Christ is your Lord. By the way, these 50 things aren't in any particular order. They probably could be, but they're not. So I'll just take them as I have them here listed. And it's going to be interesting to see how many chats it's going to take here at the kitchen table to be able to go through these 50 things the Holy Spirit does. Well, here we are with part number 20. We're going to begin with number 49. He comforts and encourages us. We're going to look at Acts chapter 9, verse 31, and 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. So the church throughout the whole of Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace, being built up and growing in wisdom, virtue, and faith, and walking in the respect and reverential fear of the Lord, and in the comfort and encouragement, in the consolation and exhortation of the Holy Spirit. It continued to grow in numbers, continued to increase, and was multiplied. Look at this role of the Holy Spirit, the comforter, in the continued increase, the continued growth 
in numbers, and I want to focus on that just a little bit. If there's anything that we as believers or not need today, it's to be encouraged, it's to be comforted, and at times challenged or exhorted. And when I think about this exhortation and comfort of the Holy Spirit, I often recall 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 and 3. Here we're going to see a definition of what is prophecy in the New Testament. As we know, obviously enough, chapter 14 follows the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. And we're encouraged here to pursue, to eagerly pursue and seek to acquire more of this love. That we're to make it our aim and our great quest to be apprehended by and to apprehend this love that God himself is, this love that is found in his son, Jesus Christ, this love that has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. But then there's a word here. It says, and in addition to beyond pursuing to acquire this wonderful, marvelous love in greater and deeper dimension, earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual endowments or the spiritual gifts, especially that you might prophesy. Well, what does that mean? Obviously, the scripture is going to show us in verse number three. He who prophesies, number one, speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. That's right. This Holy Spirit in us, this comforter, he desires that we might flow with him in his ministry to encourage, to edify, to exhort, and to comfort people, strengthening them by the Holy Spirit. How? As we speak words of encourage, comfort, comfort and exhortation by the Holy Spirit. Well, why do we do that? That they might be built up that they might be encouraged, that through the, the words spoken, inspired by the Holy Spirit, that those words would accomplish God's good will in new, the New Testament prophetic, that they might be, through you, by the Spirit, encouraged, comfort, and exhorted. Listen, I've got a whole teaching on this, so we won't go much farther on it right now. Let's continue with point number uh, 49, the second part, 2 Corinthians 1, 3-5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of sympathy, pity, and mercy, and the God who is the source, and the God who is the source of every comfort, consolation, and encouragement who comforts, consoles, and encourages us in every trouble, calamity, and affliction, so that we may also be able to comfort, console, and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble or distress with the comfort and consolation and encouragement with which we ourselves are comforted, consoled, and encouraged by God. 
For just as Christ's own sufferings fall to our lot as they overflow upon his disciples and we share and experience them abundantly, so through Christ, comfort, consolation, and encouragement is also shared and experienced abundantly by us. It's very interesting here. This kind of flies in the face of some of the things we'll hear sometimes. Someone will say, well, because I have been through it, I can help someone else. Well, no, no, that's not what this is. This says because God has taken you through the valley of the shadow of death, since God by his spirit has encouraged and comforted you, therefore you can encourage others in the same way. How is that? To encourage them to be comforted by the Holy Spirit, to encourage those who are distressed and downtrodden, those who have any kind of trouble, that they can be comforted as we have been by God, not by us sharing the same experience. You haven't shared every experience in the same way and the same dimension as another person, but Jesus Christ has. That's right, Christ has experienced it, and the Christ who knows that person better than we do and knows ourselves, knows us better than we know ourselves, he desires to comfort. So remember, when you don't know how to comfort, it's not up to you. It's up to the comforter on the inside of you to use you, to give you thoughts and words and ideas to speak that you, by the Spirit of God, the comforter in you, can encourage and comfort and exhort. As I said, I have an entire teaching on it, so we won't dig into it too much right now. But let us rejoice together that he comforts and encourages us. And he desires to use us by his spirit to encourage, comfort, and exhort others. Just as we have been encouraged and comforted and exhorted by God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. God bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good day.